episode 35. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. Today we're going to visit with Stuart, otherwise known as Stuart FM, from Portland, Oregon. Where do you hear the stories this gentleman has to tell and hear his music? So strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. So uh, welcoming today, this is my pleasure on the Dharmic Evolution. I was so happy to, to land this interview with Stuart. And Stuart is a singer-songwriter, a, a passionate artist, and he hails from Portland, Oregon. And Stuart, welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure. Yeah, man. Like I was saying earlier, um, you know, I've been going through your tunes and your tracks and I uh, love what I'm hearing. I love the storytelling. I love the uh, the arrangements, the progressions, everything that you came up with. So h- how did it all start for you? I mean, how did you get into this crazy business we call music? Yeah, I started, uh, I stole my sister's guitar that she got for Christmas when I was 11 years old. It was really supposed to be for me, but it was uh, misappropriated to her, and I started playing. Uh, that same year, I went to a Jimi Hendrix concert, and I never looked back. Uh-oh. Uh, I played all the way through my youth, and then I took an 18-year break. It got to be, my last band broke up, and it got to be time for settling down, getting a day job, and putting the kids through college. I did that, and honestly the longing for my music just started pulling at me pulling at me three years ago i had a health crisis and i was i was shaken by that doctor walks in and tells you you're going to die sooner than you want to die that's going to shake you up first phone call i made was my friend rob daker who's an amazing producer right and uh, asked him if he had a couple of had you know a couple days maybe i could come in and do a couple of tracks right positive thinking a track a day right right so he, he said yeah sure come on next thing i knew i had six tracks rob says what you gonna do an album well now we're two albums into it in three years and i just keep rolling i i'm i'm re-inspired and i'm reinventing myself and uh reconnecting with my passion which is my music and uh so you started so- living like you were dying there you go. Yeah, awesome, man. That is that is crazy. I mean, it's a wonderful story. I mean, uh, you know, when you when you look down the barrel of your life and see that that wow, it could end any minute, and then realize that you have this passionate, wonderful gift that you probably had just put on the shelf for a while, thinking, "Hey, I'll get back to it when I get back to it." It becomes so much more important, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah, that's really fantastic. So, did you did you grow up in the Portland area, Stuart? I didn't. I grew up in a military family. We traveled a lot. Um, I uh, I picked Rome, Italy as my hometown because that's where I lived the longest when I was in my formative years. Oh, you got but, good taste, brother. I knew it. I just you know, knew I, it. If, you know what? If, you, if you're going to pick a city, it might as well be Rome, right? And you you did a couple. You did at least one track where you were singing in Italian. Is that correct? Uh, I have an Italian love song on my first record called Il Momento e Ora. And then I I translated, or somebody else translated for me, uh, the song Trees into Italian. And nice. So, yeah, two Italian tracks. That's that's awesome. Hey, was your, so you said your first instrument was guitar. Did you ever get interested in anything else, or was guitar main, your main thing? 
guitar is my thing. Yeah. 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 It's it's Jimi Hendrix just did that to you. He blew my mind just <laughs> as he did the world, right? <laughs> he sure did. He's crazy. Just a crazy man, like uh, insanely talented crazy, but yeah, that was crazy. So um so you're back in the groove full bore now, like you're ready to take on the world with your music. It must feel absolutely crazy because you said you were sick and um this kept you from you know doing what you wanted to do so how did that all transpire how did you get healthy like um any anything like outrageous that you did did you have a good doctor or what happened to you i did i did i, I contact contracted uh um uh, hepatitis c uh 46 years ago oh and wow. um I, I've been living with that all of my life. Three years ago, I hit a wall, and it it really laid me laid me flat. And so that's when the health crisis. I was functioning up to that point. I really didn't know how sick I was. A bit like the frog in the in the in the bowl of water. You know, as they're warming it, I really had no litmus for health. I'd been unhealthy to some degree my whole life. So uh, I went into treatment. Um, I tried three different treatment programs. I did interferon, and then I did another experimental program, and then the last one worked. Uh, and so now I've been Hep C free for six months. Uh, my debut show, I was uh, four days off of treatment, and every day I feel like a new man. That's Seriously, fantastic. I feel different every day. So I got a. It's it's just you know. Thank you, science, and thank you for a doctor who advocated and worked really, really hard to get me on the programs. That's amazing, brother. Listen, I want to play a little track here for everybody to listen to. And uh, if you want to check out Stuart's music, he's at Stuart FM. And this is called Forever. I'm just going to play a little bit of this. Tell us a little bit about that, Stuart. Tell us about Forever. What what made you write that one? Uh, the, the the angst of uh, the teenage, you know, the passion for finding somebody to, you know, to have that experience with. Right. Um, almost the entire second album I wrote on the spot in the studio. I'd walk in with completely no idea 
So the songs that you hear forever is a great example of that. That's a song that just came from my heart in the moment. I walked in and said, hey, Rob, I want to do a, key, a song in this key. Here's the riff. Um, you know, let's do it with this BPM. And I'm thinking with a little bit of a slow hand beat and let's just kick it out. Next thing I know, you two hours later, forever was ready to be arranged and sweetened. And three days later, we had the track. So, awesome. Is that a typical writing experience for you, or is this particular time, you know, this was unusual? When I went in and to cut the first two tracks to build my little legacy bucket list due to my health issues, I really was only going to do a couple of tracks. I wanted to leave something um, that was more current and modern than my past catalog in case they were right. And I did, in fact, you know, not beat the battle. Um, and those were songs that I had previously written. The first five songs were songs I had written from my old catalog like 18, 20 years ago. But when Rob asked me if I wanted to finish, you know, to do an album, I immediately decided that I didn't want it to be about my old catalog, pulling out the filing cabinets from my history. I wanted to, to, to start anew and be fresh and, uh, you know, have have a more relevant experience um, with who I am today, and not recreate who I was twenty or thirty years ago. Kudos to you, man. That's a strong move because, um, you know, I, I, as a write, as a fellow writer and a prolific one, you know, it's like you have such huge like back catalogs. I'm sure because you've been writing a long time, and it's just so much easier to go and say, "Well, I'll just you know, I, I got all these songs. I just never recorded them." But it doesn't really represent your snapshot in time. So I I acknowledge and I. I take my hat off to you. I take my headphones off to you, like right now, for for that, because it's it takes a little bit of bravery to do that, man. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. very cool. Thank you. Well, one of the things I think that's exciting about the music industry today is that there is so much opportunity for us to define ourselves on a really broad spectrum. Certainly, there are artists who are focused on, you know, I'm a pop, you know, I'm a pop star guy. That's what I do. I'm a blues guy. But for guys like me to be able to write it, to do an album that has such diversity in it, I think it was unheard of 20, 30 years ago. People weren't really, you know, that, that kind of died with the Beatles, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, uh, and I, I love that I have the opportunity because success in the music industry, it's, uh, it's, it's a fleeting thing, as we all know. But um, it's being redefined the mechanics on how to get to a point of being sustainable as an artist every day. And so if all the rules are being rewritten, then there's no rules to break. So I'm just going to do the songs that come from my heart and just keep recording them until somebody calls me up and says, you're going on tour and I'm too busy to record for a couple of years. Yeah, well, I got to tell you, I'm certainly glad to hear your enthusiasm because um, on this show and and out walking through the world of life, I hear a lot, so much negative and and pessimism, and some of it rightly so, but a lot of it is um, I'm I'm always looking for the people who have the attitude and the outlook that you have because. We should never stop being creators. And I I, I get the feeling that you're on the same path I am is 
that what can I do to help other artists along this path and kind of like, you know, rise from the ashes of what happened in 2008 and 2009. And uh, it is good to look out and see people still creating. There's some great artists out there. There's people all over the world creating good music. So, um, so uh, I thank you for that that sentiment. Hey, I want to play uh, this this track. We talked about this earlier. I gotta play Trees, man. This is Trees by nice. Stewart. <laughs> Dude, I know you're an environmentalist. <laughs> right? Just took a while, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> vocals i love that stuff man oh thank you so so, so you're that you are definitely an environmentalist no you know i believe in better in every aspect of life and i always look for the positive side of the spin and uh yeah sure i'm an environmentalist i, I think that we can all do better in every aspect of our lives even if it's just a little bit you know yeah i almost feel like I almost feel like it's incumbent upon us to be like that way, especially being artists and creators. You know, if we're not really, if we're not really checking in on what we're seeing, then we're not really doing a service. So, uh, trees is cool, man. Great, great track. Thanks, man. Hey, I really appreciate we, we it. wanted to. We were touching on uh, about new artists and their challenges, and and this brings me to. I want to talk about uh, your business. Um, you know, the music business that you are in right now. So can you describe a little bit about Nia and tell us what that's all about? My, my core business is a company called the Nia Technique, and we're a, a fitness and wellness holistic educational company. We give seminars around the world, and we help people understand the language of their body so that when their body sends them messages, they can, they can hear them in their purest form to help them guide them to make healthier choices and have a healthier lifestyle and so that's that's the core of what we do 
Um, we produce, it looks like a dance class, but it goes much, much deeper than that. Think of an iceberg, you know, the first thing you see is the tip, that's the NIA class. Right, and right. Um, so uh, we, we produce, we have anywhere from 2,500 to 3,000 teachers any given day of the week because it fluctuates at this time in 50 some countries. And uh, these teachers, we feed them, um, or we provide them continuing education about body science and the fundamentals of the, our, our philosophy. And one of the things that we do is we provide them with uh, choreographed routines to teach to their students. So I license music for these routines for sync licensing, and I also license them to put them on physical copies and for dig digital distribution. So we are a compilation music label for uh, eight, 16 years. I've produced uh, 55 compilation CDs, so we've got quite a catalog. Wow, that's fantastic. So, so does the teacher or the instructor um, just select what's good for them? Like, in other words, you get them in the right ballpark, the right country, and then they say, yeah, this is music that I can use. Is that how that works? Or You know what? That is a part of it. Um, and, and oftentimes it comes down to me, you know, making the choice. I have a, a team of choreographers who are key choreographers. Um, there's always room for somebody to come in with a great idea and, and present a choreography or a body of, of music. And um, you know, the good news is uh, thank you, Napster. The bad news is to hell with you, Napster. You know, I mean, the guy opened up a, a, a cornucopia of, of change, right? Right. And, but one, one of the things that happened for me at that time was prior to that Pandora's box opening, it wasn't so easy for me to get a major track on my compilation label. And then after that, they just started rolling in. So now, now we have, I, well, I actually have to be really, really kind because Moby was one of the first cats in the world on the higher echelon who said, these people are cool, they can have any of my music that they want. So kudos to this was even before then kudos to moby got a shout it out guys that's fantastic awesome. thank you, you moby for yeah. for supporting man that's cool so but we've, we've opened up the doors i've got great great artists on the on the compilation so when i released my own album naturally i was going to really you know release it in my own publishing company and my own record label and then that opened up the dream of of uh, being in the business in a different way so now we've just signed uh, uh, Rob Daker, who's my producer, and we're talking to three or four ar other artists. And I believe very, very, po I have a very positive outlook in the, in the future of the music industry. We're going to figure out these royalty things. Music has never been consumed more in the history of the planet. And, but not just by 10% or 20%, we're talking hundreds of percents, you know? And if we can figure this out and just recoup 20% of the problem, musicians around the world are going to thrive. And I think that there's more opportunity now for a middle-class musician than there's ever been before, which is, I think was a shame, a missing link from the old days. You were either starving or you were on the main stage. Right. And, and now there's, there's so much opportunity. The listening, um, the listeners, the, the general population, has been opened up to a whole new relationship with music in their lives. 
it's not so much elevator music or sit down and listen to music at home or go to a concert. It's a pervasive part of everything that we do. And that means opportunity. And when the big guys figure out how to get an extra zero out of the royalty payments through streaming, syncing, and uh, mechanicals, that's going to be a really uh, um, a, a whole new reality for for uh, songwriters and performing artists. Well, and I know that day's coming. Well, once again, I have to thank you for your positive energy on this subject because it's long overdue and it's so refreshing to hear because uh, I know a lot of people have been beaten down. I had a dear friend of mine in here on a, on a show recently and he's, he's had a recording studio, state of the art, for like nearly 40 years. And he's worked with Peter Gabriel, and he's worked. He was on last week's show, and you know he's worked with everybody, and um, you know his his rate is like the same as it was like twenty five years ago, and it actually forced him to um, to take it down to part time instead of full time. So I, you know, all the and I've had in my heart the same thing that you have, Stuart. Is that listen, this creativity is not going away. We have to create as artists. We need to do this. It's our life sustenance so you're right it's incumbent upon us to figure out how to do this how to take advantage of all the tools which i'm learning every day and have been for years now and um you know how do we do it so i think it's i think it's well worth the investment of time to get this figured out so hey how about two little children how about we play a track for that two little children this is very cool favorites. I love that little slide going on there. Mm-hmm. Won't <laughs> oh, break my heart.
sky's gotta cry before the sun will shine. What a great lyric. That kills, man. I love the groove of that, too. Great lyrics, great story. So, so give us a little bit about that one, Two Little Children. That was one of the older tracks. Uh, I wrote that song. I was going through a divorce with my, uh, the mother of my children in 1991, I guess. And um, it was, it's just exactly like it says. And it literally, my kids were at the kitchen table, you know, in a little corner with, by the window. And it was raining. And they couldn't go outside and play. And the mother and I were going through our painful negotiations on how we were going to navigate the rest of our lives with these two beautiful spirits right and right. um it just it just broke it broke my heart that we couldn't all four of us sit in a room and figure this out we had to go back and forth and do it the way we were going doing it with uh you know pain shame anger and blame and uh so it was like you know you have two children at uh you know, at six, seven years old, and they're going, you know, so why can't we go to the park with mommy, right? It's a really difficult thing to explain, and it was difficult for me to understand, much less explain, and my best shot at it was writing that song. Wow, yeah, it's um, very therapeutic, cathartic. It helps tremendously, I'm sure. So let me ask you this. Um, you just said, you had to go through pain, shame, anger, and blame. Is that in the song? No. Dude, I, I wrote this down. I should not have said something. Man, I just, I got to eavesdrop. I got to eavesdrop. You know, it's that songwriter thing. Very cool. <laughs> pain, shame, anger, and blame. That's almost a song title. It's at least half a verse. That could be a damn movie, yeah. <laughs> Somebody's life, I just hope it's not mine. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, uh, I want to ask you, if I may, about delivery systems with music and your take on it. Like, where do you, and I'm always curious about this, because, I mean, we have many forms. We have streaming, we have CDs, we have uh, the dreaded, cursed MP3s, which I hate with a passion, because it's like putting a cardboard box over my yours and my beautiful art. Um, but where do you think the future is going Um or is it going to always be a combination of different um, delivery vehicles? Oh boy, I certainly don't have an answer. But if I was to speculate, I would, I would uh, land on your last uh, idea that it's going to be a, a combination. When you know, when when the streaming thing uh, gets to the fidelity and also the 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 royalty balance, the that equation thing works out. It's not a bad way to get your music. You know, it's pretty damn right. awesome. You can walk in your house with your iPhone and just bam, click anything in the world. As long as those people are getting paid well and the fidelity is awesome, why wouldn't that be a great, great way to deliver the music? I but, agree um, because I agree, Stuart, wholeheartedly because you can you can get your hands on more music faster without all the you know all the cumbersome you know pieces of it, and you hit it on the head with fidelity. I mean, that's to me that's everything. When you like as you go into the studio and pour your heart and soul out on these on these tracks, and you get them formed in such a way, you know, it's like watching your big screen TV with mud all over it when it gets put into an mp3 and and the human ear for most people 
you you don't know what you don't know if you you know you're hearing something that says okay i'm just i'm accustomed to this and i'm listening to it but you know once you unveil the wave file and and do a comparison it's like wow this look what i'm missing here god there's a violin in that track i had no idea right yeah well see i'm playing and this is what i do with when i have people on my show i thankfully soundcloud is the only one i know of that uh, readily imports wave files so by the time my show gets compressed down to mp3 which is the format that needs to be for uh, distribution on itunes at least we're starting with the best possible representation of your music which is so important and speaking of your music hey let's play one more this is called sleepwalk gotta dig this one Sleepwalk at night Almost every night That's why I call you Cause I sleepwalk Yeah, I sleepwalk Every night Every night That's why I call you I hope I'm not too bold Oh, but that's why I Yeah, that's why I Spend my day Killer, I had trouble, you know, turning that one off, I mean, but I want to talk to you. <laughs> it's a really, really good groove. Your approach reminds me a little bit of Colin Hay, and, and not that you sound anything like him, but 
I think the comparison I make is the very deep thought process, the great lyrics, and on your side of it, man, you got great orchestrated guitars and uh, your arrangements. Just, just really, really stellar. I really love it. Wow, wow, you just. You really got me thrilled here, man. Thanks. I'm a guitar fan, so I, you know, I, I'm yeah. kind of the same path as you. I grew up, you know, playing guitar all the time, so I just, I just love when I hear a good track that, you know, you wrapped your arms around all these tracks and like really brought them home. Very, very cool. So, hey, Stuart, tell me, what do you do for downtime, man? Like, it seems like you're a really busy guy. You've got this company you're running. Uh, you're a committed artist, writer, singer, guitar player. So, um. Uh, do you ever have any downtime? <laughs> do you sleep at all? What, what's going on with you, dude? <laughs> I, well, I do sleep, and I do get downtime. I like to travel. Um, but really, I'm very, very fortunate because I have so many activities in my life that I love to do that people call work. And uh, so I play, and I create, and I've always got some sort of a project going. I'm building a new rehearsal studio right now, so you know, I'm putting together all the pieces for that and coming up with clever ways to sound design and I'm, I'm addicted to problem solving I'm ADD, ADHD, AAA personality and I'm basically just like a bee in a bonnet just buzzing around all the time. That's who I am, man, and you can't escape that, you know? Right, so you don't really need a lot of downtime. You're, you're, you're happiest when you're just, you know, like embellishing your work and just diving in and doing, doing what you love to do. You know, life is simple as far as I'm concerned. You get up in the morning, you do something for 14 or 15 hours, and then you go to bed, you know? It's yeah. Like, you know? I hear you, brother. I'm doing the same thing. I, you just, you know, every day is just a blessing, isn't it? <laughs> it is. You know, and how, what you do at that time, you know, that's, that's how you define your life, you know? Right. And, hey, uh, as we're winding down here, Stuart, tell us, uh, our listeners here, is what is the best way to reach out to you if somebody wanted to, you know, first of all... Um, Connect with your music. If somebody wants to purchase, you know, Stuart, where do they go? What's the uh, the retail outlet? How do we get a hold of your music? Well, thank you for that. It's everywhere. You can get it on iTunes, Amazon, certainly my website, Stuart.fm. And, um, Great yeah, and website. That's it, too. Stuart.fm. That's S-T-U-A-R-T.fm. That's cool, man. Right. You know, I tell all my musician friends, .fm, that's a cool thing. They made it just for us. You know, I found it by accident. So that, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I love it. It's great. But, uh, but I hope we have time because there was one little thing. You were talking about the future of the music industry. Of and course, man. The, um, uh, you know, the, the streaming thing. And I think that there's a, there's a piece that's never going to go away. I think we always will want to hold something in our hands when we're listening to an album, you know? Yes. I just, I just bought a first edition, never played, buried in a warehouse somewhere, copy of Joni Mitchell's Blue for a friend of mine as a present. Oh, and I love I, her. What an album, right? Yes. And, and, I, and I, I have that album. I have a date with it, as with many other albums. Once a year, I sit down and I just... And I hold the record and I listen to it and I read it. You know, I can almost memorize the linear notes and numerous albums because that experience is it's so much more tactile. And I don't know if that's ever going to go away. You know, we don't need to uh, sift our seeds anymore in our double albums. But you know, that that uh, that whole artistic experience it's 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 a part of the culture and the music thing. I keep. What I keep saying to myself is, you know, 
this is going to work because the music can't die because it's so much a part of our lives. But it's also our culture, Kevin. You know, yes. this, this is our culture. This isn't about musicians not getting paid. This is about the hearts and the minds and the spirits of the of the people of the earth not getting something that's intrinsic to our needs, which is rhythm and melody and harmony and community. And that's what music stands for. And, uh, you know, to make it in the industry today, things have changed. It used to be 25 years ago, 20 years ago, if you were a local band, you sold 2,000 uh, records, you got signed to a deal, they gave you a million dollars, two million dollars, they put you on tour, it hit, it didn't hit, that was the model. Today, you got to have fans. I've, I've had so many meetings with really heavy hitters in the industry to go, Stuart, we love you, you're awesome, you're 60, what are you, crazy? Right. I got twenty-year-old guys sitting in front of me who have two hundred songs. They're gorgeous. They're amazing. They're fantastic, and they they won't get signed because they don't have two hundred thousand followers. You you need five hundred thousand followers. So if right. anybody, if anybody likes my music and wants to support my sustainability project, just do me a favor. Go somewhere and vote for me. You know my YouTube channel. Uh, we could become part of my fan list or whatever. Well, I just did. I just signed up on SoundCloud for you, dude. <laughs> what you just said is is so critically important that people keep their eye on the ball of why am I doing this? And you kind of have to set the financial thing aside for a minute and say. You know, am I a committed artist? Because one should not have anything to do with the other. If you want to really maintain being an artist, then I think there's nothing more uh, more of a blessing than having that in your life if you're able to do that. Uh, a lot of people would cut off their left arm to be able to do that. So it is a wonderful thing. Hey, uh, Stuart, also, how about with uh, the NIA companies? Um, if people wanted to reach out and find out more about your work uh, in that area, how would we get a hold of you? Oh, that'd be terrific. Uh, well, you just have to Google NIA, capital N-I-A, and it'll come up. It's everywhere. The official website is NIA now, N-I-A-N-O-W.com. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, listen, my brother, I, I got to tell you, it was a real pleasure to have you on Dharmic Evolution. Thank you so much for being a part of this show. I enjoyed all your music. I enjoyed you know, hearing about your company and your wonderful um, recreating, relighting the fire of your uh, music career, man. Just uh, awesome, awesome, wonderful luck to you. And uh, I hope you continue to prosper in all that you do, Stuart. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's been a gas and a real honor. Really appreciate it, man. And where are you? Have you been set free? Stuart FM. Hey, I hope you guys enjoyed all the pearls of wisdom that Stuart provided on this show today. That was really cool. So um, listen, uh, swing over to dharmicevolution.com for all kinds of bonus content. You just drop in your email address and you can get on this page, this site every day and just check out all the cool things that are on there that you can just sift through there's notes there's videos there's all kinds of cool things from past shows and present and also listen if you have a friend who is in need of this kind of inspiration please send them the link to this show just shoot them over the uh, itunes link and uh just tap on the icon if you're on your uh, 
you know, if you're on your iPhone or Android, uh, just tap on the logo and the show notes are under there for you. So uh, don't forget, the download is free, but the content, it's priceless. Hope you guys had a good time today on the Dharmic Evolution. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. And until next time, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Let's do it.